Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a podcast full of premium cigars, premium spirits, rare whiskeys, and always our entertaining banter. Follow the Viking, the Bourbon Cowboy, and their rambunctious group of friends as they travel, smoke, sip, and talk. Grab a cigar, pour your favorite whiskey. Cheers. Well, you, would you I had prefer one of the, uh, the, the the Four Roses ones? That, yeah, I don't care. Okay. Because we only have me four of these. But thing thing. we're going. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, did it again. Yeah, I like it. All right, we'll open this up here. <laughs> Guys, this is Craft and Puro. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is the Viking. I'm going to let all these guys introduce themselves. And I am the Bourbon Cowboy, and yes, I have survived the keys. <laughs> <laughs> it took a day or two to get my strength back, but I'm back. <clears throat> yeah, so much, so much hit you risky. Like I, um, I, this is a Russian. No way that was right. He was like, uh, yeah, too much he, he mumbled, uh, yes, I drink too much of whiskey. Yes. <laughs> yes, I drink too much whiskey. Mother <laughs> And that's the mad Russian. I'll say it for him. And we've got the squirting German. I always do this. It's the squirming German. I think or, squirming, or, squirming German. Squirming. I would never Come on, get it Squirming or squirt. Yeah, fresh back from Rhode Island for Thanksgiving. There you so. go. And... I am not Mrs. Russia. Mrs. Russia's with us today, guys. There she is. Madame Russia. I'd rather you call me like Frenchie or something. Okay? Well, French. <laughs> oh, look, look at that. Look at that. That Soviet was pissed. Uh, <laughs> we hope. Or you just call Frenchie. me Mo. <laughs> Mo. Oh. Well, we're back. We're all back from our Thanksgivings. And as Cowboys said, we did survive the Keys. Um, had a great time down there. German, uh, you were up in Rhode Island? Yeah. Tearing up the cigar game. Up oh there. yeah, I, I every time we stopped, the first thing I did was like cigar bars near me, and then I'd go on in their Instagram and their website. I was like, hmm, what can I find while I am here? And I tell you, I spent an obscene amount of money, and I came home with an obscenely awesome collection of new smokes um, and smokes I've been trying to get my hands on for a little while. So we'll definitely talk through some of those, and also. We have a special surprise of a really awesome hookup that I yeah. found when I got home from Rhode Island. And we'll leave that there. We're not going to share that hookup yeah. with anybody because no, no, no. fuck everyone Yeah, else. no, we're not sharing that with anybody. But we will share what the hookup was about later in yeah. the episode, as well as I found a couple of really, one specifically, cre- incredibly unique bottle from a very small distillery in like Wakefield, Rhode Island. Um, called Sons of Liberty, and we'll dive into that more here in a little while. Nice, so. nice. Ron, how was uh, your guys' Thanksgiving, man? Actually, it was great. Um, this was the, the easily the best executed Thanksgiving that we've ever had because uh, our, our kids are old enough now that, that everybody took ownership of, of something. And so we kind of moved around uh, and, and we, we, got, we had everything done just right. So like I did the turkey. Uh, Alex did the green bean casserole. We 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 had you know we we, we did the twice baked potatoes. The whole the whole thing like we spent spent the day cooking and then and and then, and then and then did the Thanksgiving feast in, in in the evening. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I spatchcocked the cookie, the turkey. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. Old um, All right, so let's see this bottle and then Sheldon. Why don't you discuss this? Where's this yeah. bottle at? I so it's right here. Oh, well, it was right here. Oh, here it is. So yeah, so. Sons of Liberty, they're you gotta see this they're a pretty um, new. Um, well, I won't say new. They've actually they're they're a brewery, honestly, by originality. 
Um, and uh, for whatever reason, they decided to obviously diversify from being a brewery, as most breweries nowadays do, and they just they jumped into the distilling world. And but they didn't lose their brewery roots. They actually take their mash bill from some of their beers that they make and improvised a little bit and they make whiskeys out of them. Now this is, and now I'm drawing a blank, but this is like a lager mash bill for this particular bottle. This one is um, Sons of Liberty um, Battle Cry Bottled and Bond. Yeah, but it's also a straight malt. Yes, a straight, yes, it's a single malt, malt American whiskey. Which Sorry. is, which, which being, so Bottle and Bond, you know, like the Cowboys got all these crazy bibs that he finds and they're always great. And, uh, the I, I grabbed this one specifically because I knew it would tickle his pickle. But so. when the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I'm, when when have you ever seen a single malt bottle and bond? A bonded malt. I've never seen one person. Mark, have you ever seen one? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Actually, it's, and I don't know if we can call that as is it 100 malted barley. Uh, no, it I says don't remember. Straight malt. It says straight yeah. malt. Well, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be right because yeah. the rule for bottle and bond is. What? Oh, it, no. Right? Well, a minimum, it's got to be a minimum 50, of 51% corn? Well, yeah, well, 51% corn. Well, and no, then you can no, no, no. Actually, even even that's not, not true anymore because uh, because uh, Laird ha do, do, does a bonded apple brandy. Well, we looked this up, remember? Depending on the classification of the liquor is the, the 51 rule on the the, 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 the grain or sure. whichever. And 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 minimum of a uh, four four year aged in a federally bonded warehouse. And and that meets aged that four years, yeah. 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 So honestly the bottle is, bottle is super cool. It's 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 like a tapered bottle. It's rectangular but it's tapered up to the top, right? And it has this big metal like like Thing stuck to the side of the bottle. It, remi it reminds me of uh, Battle Point from Bainbridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that steel plate. Oh, yeah. It's like the steel plate that's like slapped on the front of that says Bottle and Bond. It's all nicely like done and everything. And and, it, and they've got like the wax stamp on there for like, you know, their their seal. And, and honestly, Sons of Liberty, they do a lot of really cool stuff. They have another uh, bib that's the same kind of thing, but it's done with a. Um, well, it's going to get hit me here in a minute. It's done with a um, stout mash bill like right that's kind of what they based it off their stout mash bill really cool i wanted that one too um but i didn't i wanted to buy one because they 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 sell them for about 90 bucks a bottle um and i could only buy one because in rhode island you can only buy one bottle per day oh wow yeah so but per per law it, at, at like a distillery you can only buy one pot, bottle per day per person per person so wow. i was gonna i was gonna buy one for I was going to buy both of them and like just put one under my wife's name, but I wanted to get her this really, really good uh, barrel-rested gin that they also have. Nice. That is incredible. That gin is probably one of the better barrel-rested gins I've ever had. All right. Well, um, let's cheers this up yeah. and let's see what we think. Man. Yeah. So, cheers, guys. <clears throat> oh, that smells funny. Definitely hits a different smell a little bit to it at first, but what you think? And be honest, I I, I bought this for us, right? I I wanted to. Well, really the first thing, this. as I let it settle, it says double distilled from a Belgian triple mash. Mm, right it, there. Uh, so okay, so that that, that explains it because it's it's actually it's it's pretty sweet, but not but not the the, the sort of um, corn forward sweetness that you that you get from a bourbon. That's um. I mean, for me, right off the bat, I'm tasting barley a little bit. This one, 
And I've never, I don't know that I've ever said that about. Um, well, no, that's what that's what. Oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what makes it interesting though, because it says a straight malt whiskey, so it's it's at least fifty one percent malt. Yeah, and, and there's that's definitely malted barley. So really I good mean, citrus notes in there as well. Um, yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. But yeah, this almost tastes like a uh, um, like a really watered down single malt. Watered down good or watered down bad? Watered down good. Like, like to the point where you pull the alcohol away and you're just kind of tasting the yeah. barley itself. Yes, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's 100 proof, too. It's like it's in, a, that, yeah. in that 26-year that, uh, Balvini, that, that, that barley one. Yeah. You know how that barley is so rich and sweet in it? This is, it's like a, a mute. It's, it's there a little bit. What? But, Hodge, I don't think you've, I don't think you've ever... So what do you think? As, as someone who's like the bottled and bond aficionado, <clears throat> what would you think of that as far as bottled and bond goes? Well, <clears throat> it's definitely, without a question of a doubt, different than our taste profile with the bottled and bonds because, you know, most of the bottled bonds that we have are either coming from MPG, they're coming from um, Heaven Hill, but I like it. It's just really the whole taste profile is really different. Like, I really tasted some of the malts and the barley, which I don't know that I've ever really tasted that. I mean, you've never even pulled that out of the scotches we've drank. No. And and it does have a real sweet. And even though it's 100, I don't really get a, oh, a, no. a big burn or no, anything. No, it's not, it's yeah. pretty smooth. And uh, the nose is really good, too. I mean, no, I mean, it's... It's really different and nice. I yes, mean, th this came as a, as a really highly recommended distillery from my father-in-law. Um, he's like, hey, there's this distillery just down the road. You got to check it out. Like, you'd really like it. Um, I'm like, okay. You know, and like, I don't always, you know, not all small distilleries make a great product. But when I saw this on their website, I'm like, man, I got to try that. And then when I pulled the bottle out, I'm like, good God, this thing is heavy. Yeah, that's a, what, I mean, what did I say? Oh, that's a say something stupid bottle. Yeah, that's a, that's a you know, <laughs> wish a mother effa would, you know, like, go ahead, test me. It, it is heavy, and it is, I love the bottle. I, I love it, and I want to, I'm going to order the, I'm going to buy the, um, the stout one and um, and have that shipped here because of course I can order them and then my father-in-law will ship them to me. Ooh, right, yeah, so, he'll go pick it up. I'm surprised they didn't put that in a, a, a wooden crate because it's that, it's that kind of... It has that kind of presence. Mm -hmm. right, yeah, yeah. You know what? It, uh, on it, like thinking the only bottle I it's and again, it's completely different shape width wise. But you remember the Ice and Fire Highland Parks that came in, and, and the, you know what yeah. I mean that squared out bottle. Now, yeah. if you flatten that bottle out, that's what it would look like, <laughs> and it's not blue or red, but yeah. that's cool. I almost want to drop test that bottle. Things so damn heavy. <laughs> actually, Sheldon doesn't want. I mean, empty. Actually, the whole the whole thing is cool. The the the, the, the steel plate. The, the the wax strip on the label. I mean, it, they really they did. went all out. With yeah, that. I mean, they really did, and they, and they have all kinds of stuff that they that they make, and it's all great. Um, it all, I mean, from so, what I can see, so what I heard, and what I saw. So. But you said they're 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 a brewery. Have, have you tried the beer that I haven't? Um, I, I we didn't. So the problem with it is like with COVID up there in Rhode Island, they're starting to shut back down pretty heavily up there. So. Um, we couldn't like go into like their tasting room or tour their distillery, unfortunately. But I mean, they do have the beer there, and you can order you know six packs or whatever a beer from there. And I, and I should have. I didn't really even think about it, but um, I'd imagine it's pretty good because if that's like 
the same malt they use for beer that they make, I can imagine their beer is pretty on point as well. Well, and what I think is pretty cool about that one is, you know when you get beer-finished whiskeys, mm -hmm. right? The beer is more prominent. You know what I mean? Like, you get the thicker kind of peanut butter texture of, of yes. the beer. You know what I mean? It's This is not is opposite, completely yeah. opposite. Well, and I was actually going to bring something up about the mouthfeel. It was a very different mouth. It almost was like drinking a dry red wine to mm. me. It had like that very dry, you didn't get, you know, the tingles that you normally get from a whiskey or that, that burn. For me, it was a feel almost like you get from a red wine. Mm -hmm. It was, it's just a so. very different body to it. Yeah. So anyway, and yeah. back to that, I wanted to say something about that bottle real quick. Mm. When I looked at the, when you first showed it to me, I looked at it. It's almost like when they went to find a bottle, they were like, "Hey, why don't we take the neck of a this bottle and combine it with this bottle?" Because right. it's like a bottle within a bottle. If you look at that neck, it almost V's down on both the front and back, and it's really I've never really seen one done like that. It's really, really a nice bottle. Well, usually when they have their elongated neck like that, I mean, because we, we, we've sat for, for, for these uh, uh, brand packaging sessions where they just want advice on, 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 on something. And so usually when they have the elongated neck, they, they want something that they want that on, 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 a, on a rail bottle because, because then a bartender can take it and, you know. But, but, but this, this is far too heavy for something like that. You, you wouldn't normally want to. No. Especially if it's full. They remind oh, me of your tequila bottles, bottles, the 18, <laughs> the 1800 uh, bottles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They've got yeah. that pyramid uh, Aztec kind of feel to it. Of course, those are way bigger than that, yeah. but it's like a skinnier version of the 1800. It's like you put out. rolled over with a steamroller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of flattened a little bit. Yeah. But in all, I mean, it's a beautiful bottle. Yeah. So, yeah, It'll make sons, a great candle someday. Um, their drink, S-O-L, on Instagram for all our listeners out there. Give them drink a follow. Drink S-O-L? Drink S-O-L, yeah. Check them out. Like I said, they, honestly, they're really, I would be honest, for what they put out, they're really fair on prices. Um, like I said, this bottle ran 90, which I think was worth every penny. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest of their stuff runs the typical. And that's a 750? Yeah. Runs a typical. It's amazing 45. the style of bottles. You just sometimes you just can't believe there's not more than 750 in there. Right. Yeah. So but the bottle, the bottom's thick. It's got that mm -hmm. big thick bottom. Well, anyway, that's a great start. Why don't we talk about our cigars? I'm mm -hmm. starting off with. I haven't had one of these in a while, and they're beautiful, man. This is the Olivia V series, and I'm back to my old stomping ground, the 660. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. We Not smoked. that I haven't been liking the 54, 554s we've been smoking a lot of, but we have ran the gamut here in the last couple months, me and you, with Shit. different size uh, cigars. And uh, But no, I'm happy to be back on this one. This one, plus, it's kind of a chilly day. You know, you want uh, the big beefy boys out on a chilly day. There you go. Uh, yeah, and we're, so we're sitting here where we're at. We're at the uh, Mad Russians Kremlin. The aquatic Kremlin has been closed for um, hate crimes. Uh, or war crimes. War crimes. Sorry, war crimes. Jesus. <laughs> but we're, si we're sitting in here on his patio. we got a little fan going, some lights. Uh, did you call it fire table? Is that what that fire is? table. Yeah, yeah a little fire table. table. Fire, um, some skulls. I guess, uh, you know, Mark's killed a couple of his daughter's boyfriends and their skulls are in the fire. So That's good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those uh, are actually just deceased family members. He just wanted to keep the skulls in the fire pit uh, for Only in Russia, bro. <laughs> only in Russia. <laughs> From Russia with. Uh, yeah, so we're sitting here. Um, I've got, uh, I pulled out um, one of the EMH Neanderthals. 
um, flat cap cannons, that's what I like to call them. Um, haven't had a Neanderthal in a while, so I thought I'd pop that bad boy out and do that. Well, I am finishing up uh, Liga Pravada um, L40, the Lancero, that, you know, long sucker. Um, and we kind of let this kind of sit in here waiting for the Bourbon Cowboy to get here. So I'm, I'm finishing up the last little, probably I'd say half inch of this guy. Um, but then I'm going to, while, while I was out, uh, another great place to visit if you're in the Rhode Island area, um, or even on the East Coast, it's worth the trip. Um, Regency Cigar Emporium. Um, they, they're in, I think they're in Wakefield, technically, if I remember right. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you can cross the whole state of Rhode Island in about 35 minutes. So, you know, it's not hard to find. Um, this is, I, I brought home, they highly recommended this one. Um, this is a Davidoff um, Colorado Claro. Um, they, they said this is one of the most highly, high selling, highly selling cigars in their, out of the David, all the Davidoffs they carry. Um, although I'm pretty sure that now that you're the ox is out, those are selling like hotcakes out of their place. Cause when I walked in there right before I left, they had like five or six boxes that were, they had the boxes on display. Cause if you haven't seen the boxes for that year, the ox, they're super cool looking. I don't know anything about the, 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 uh, the cigar itself, but the box, the presentation is pretty nice. But yeah, I grabbed one of those guys. Um, I believe this is a Churchill, um, pretty close. No, it's a Toro. Yeah, a Toro, sorry. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, so really nice, kind of very smooth wrapper, very, like, you know, silky almost. Um, you know, some good veins in there. Um, and honestly, just, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. I've, I've never actually dove into the Davidoff series at all. I've heard mixed reviews. Some people love them, some people hate them. Some people just don't like the hype. Um, but I wanted to try it for myself, um, and since this one came so highly recommended from those guys at Regency, again, check them out on Instagram if you're on Instagram. Um, you'll, you'll, I think you'll you'll be surprised all I have because they do ship nationwide, so you can get anything that they have. They are one of the Tatuaje um, original um, Unlucky 13. So if you're looking for some tat stuff, ha, yeah, they probably got it. So yeah, that's what I'm going to dive into here in just a couple minutes. Um, Mad Russian, what you got? So I, I was, I I couldn't recall how to pronounce this. So the the pronunciation. Tabernacle. Well, it says yeah, but they they call this one specifically. It's pronounced El Wawenze, uh, which the means Wagenese. the wise man. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's it's from Nick Melmios. Is that right? Mel no, I don't know how to say his name. That kid's interesting, man. Nick Mel Melmillo's Foundation Cigar Co. Yeah. Let me see it again while you're talking about it. That kid, that kid, he's got one of those interesting stories. He, uh, I don't know where he's from originally, but his story is he moved to Nicaragua to learn about cigars and then launched the company after working every factor inside a factory. So he did, he did some time in the fields, then he did some time in the barn. They did some time on the rolling floor. Now, I don't know how much time he'd spent, everything like that. Um, but he, he's got he's got one of those really, really cool kind of tobacco background stories. And so it says, um, this Nicaraguan Puro has a Corojo 99 wrapper, Corojo 99 binder, and fillers composed of Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 from Jalapa and Esteli. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah, so fire that bad boy up. I like this whiskey. Yeah? Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like I said, I yeah. wanted to bring back something, I mean, because it seems like we always find something cool on our travels as we go around. 
And uh, since I we don't really get to travel much, especially with uh, COVID and having two little ones, um, it's not real easy for us to travel all the time. But since we finally, you know, made the leap out to see my wife's family, um, I figured, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it a point to bring back some good cigars and bring back at least one unique, either local or something we can absolutely not find here. Which, kind of a regional thing. Yeah. So we and I, I think I definitely hit the nail on the head with that one for sure. For so, sure. So. Now, um, yeah, I mean, listen, that's what it's all about. We've done that many times. I mean, uh, the Russian, and what, before I get on to what the Russian, I remember him bringing the um, the hatchet on one of our episodes over at your place. You had the dual hatchet. Axon. Axon Oak. Axon Oak. Oh, was that you or would you? That was him. Yeah, he got that from Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now that's the thing I was talking about. You, you brought that, which I really liked that. I thought that whole line was really pretty mm-hmm. solid but then there was another one that you brought so they're on well okay so those, those but that were, one was almost a year ago that one yes. you brought and, and that was from colorado as well yes and soon we're gonna have i'm just waiting for it to arrive i i, I bought a, a couple bottles of, of their their first uh age statement release it's a, it's a seven-year bourbon um the because because the distiller is only seven years old it just reached seven years so i um uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to bring that to the, the podcast too. Yeah. While I'm thinking about it, also, I am still looking for this year's winner's dram. I've had it and tasted it. It's good. Well, we've able- got we've <coughs> got two bottles arriving next week. So they that one Fantastic. for some reason they they, they produced uh, far fewer than than in previous years, and uh, there there there's a much higher demand. And and talking to the the. Uh, the regional high west rep uh she says that that they're actually there there are some some of their their lines that are readily available everywhere that that are going to be pretty scarce because because they may even do away with them like the campfire whiskey they're going to keep the double rye but part of i i she didn't say it but my suspicion is that that they are because they're producing uh, a lot of whiskey in-house now because originally those 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 are sourced blends that they were creating from 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 other whiskeys that that now Martin's they, was double rye. Well, so so now they have to. And that's kinda, dried up, I think. Well, so now yeah, so now 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 that now that now they're uh, redoing some of those, so they'll have some new labels coming uh, with, with new names. Um, well, I, they'll never. I would surmise rendezvous going nowhere. Double rise going nowhere. Or I probably won't disappear, right? <clears throat> and actually, uh, so, Yippee so, Kaye, I can't. That's a big time. Everybody that, looks for that. That's that's their state. Like, I think Yippee Kaye is probably more sought after than Midwinter's Night Dram. And she said she said some that were that used to be rare, like Son of Borai, which which used to be hard to find, are, are a lot more common now. Well, when you, you got a guy like. Total Wine and More, who buys God knows how many cases stacked to the ceiling. Yeah. You know the thing about bourbon, too, <clears throat> after into it for as long as we are, at some point you just have to make some po- uh, some choices, right? You don't own a liquor store, so you only got so much room. But um, I've, tr- I've learned to be a little bit more selective, but... <clears throat> the mainstays will always be in our collection, but High West will definitely always be in my collection. And they've that's kind of where I started when I lived up in Utah for ten years, and that's kind of where where I started what what I would call a premium 
over what we've been used to from like a gentleman's jack or you know a seven or some of these that we were kind of brought up with and and i don't want to say those are domestic because those are still really good but when you jump up to the premium line and even at the time when i was when i bought buffalo trace for the first time in wyoming i was like well, you know and i was learning now you would think that was a mainstay and i mean almost everything from buffalo trace now is allocated um but yeah yeah i hear you but no thanks uh for bringing this one man i it's really different and i think that's the most positive thing about it is it's it's good and it's different i mean it, it's smooth and um i think it was a good choice plus you know, the bottle's beautiful this, this reminds me it was i'm sorry it was cool to start with something different yeah. too. you know what i mean like it's out of the fucking that's what i feel for us dude that's, and, and on, on a on a blind tasting i i i, I might have thought this was a rum like a sherry finished rum because because it has kind of some of the, the sweet notes of, of, of i agree of with you i i know what you're saying there especially coming really? back from drinking a lot of rum <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the oh, thank god we didn't go to the 300 rum this. bar dude i remember that that rum i found though that we had there at uh gates hotel that rodriguez bar we were sitting at um that shit was better than bamboo it was good, man. It so was. good, and I can't tell you what it was. And we we didn't take a picture of it. Nope, no, nope, I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> sure we can call down there and you they can, can tell us what we. No, oh, Gates Hotel follow us on Instagram today too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. Cool. Well, let's let's keep getting into this, uh, Cowboy. I want to I want to ask you. So you just said you, you if blind you'd have thought that was a rum. Well, when he described it, I mean, when you sit back, and I, I think it's really hard on the first taste. I think you need to sit back and relax a little bit, enjoy a couple sips, well, two or three little pours, and kind of get a feel for it. But when he said that, I, it does kind of taste like that. It's got a really smooth taste to it, but initially, um, I really did taste a little of that malt and barley. Well, even more of the barley right there off the bat. I don't know if anybody else got that, but that's oh, kind of what I got it right for off the sure. Bat. It, it was, but we've never got that taste out of anything. To hear you say it was yeah. strange. Like we've we've been sitting around drinking, like wow, that's really malted. Like oh, that's malted, man. Or you're like, man, you can really get the barley in that. Um, like the year of the barley, that twenty six Valentine. Yes. You know, what I mean, like that. If that you could take that barley and make that a candy, I'd eat them all for a fucking day. They were just amazing, but it was strange. I've never heard that come out of your mouth before. That was different. That was cool. That was cool. Excuse me, but it's definitely there. I and maybe it's because we've seen it and we're drinking it. I would be curious if you know in like six, seven months we just blind that against some rums and see if it hung up, it held up against the rum. You know, well, what I, mean? I will keep the remainder of that. Like I don't, I don't think. Maybe because we've been been drinking it on this pour, I don't think it's sweet enough that I would draw it as a rum. But that sherry thing, Mark, that yes. shit, I, yeah, I like I've said this before. When it comes to scotch, I think if you've got a very, very solid single malt that is very barley, very malt forward, and you finish it in sherry, I think that is the most beautiful pairing that you can have in a in a malt barrel combination. I, I just I don't think it gets. Like, I don't think barley holds up well in an American oak. Or it, it does, sorry. But I don't think it insinuates itself as much when you've got sherry with it. And this taste, like, I could see that. Like, if that was finished in sherry, it would not surprise me at all. Well, that one we had, 
what was that? Remember the one I brought back, and it had a big time sherry finish on it. It was almost over sherry, um, and it was quite different as well. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one. Remember the one that one had the cannons on it? And um, yes. Oh, um, we it, we were talking about his name. Yeah, he was one of the. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I don't know why. Yeah. And uh, what was his name? Um, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, we had it on the. It was um, we Cassius had Clay. Cassius Clay, yeah. Yeah. Because I kept saying yes. Cassius. Yeah. Cassius Clay. We had that over at um, the German's house. Right. Yeah, this right here. Again, that was a beautiful bottle, too. That one. I, that one was Mark. really unique. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly that, that. Yes. I was, I was <laughs> looking through the podcast photos for that. And I also, I want to, whoever described our settings in here, too. I was in not envisioning these sides on here, and I'm very happy because I'm super comfortable in here. Today is, it all of a sudden got super cloudy, but we've held off the rain or whatever, and it's probably in the mid to low 40s right now, and with you know, the skulls really, burning and everything. You really good at that. You know? Every time you say the weather, I always look at the weather. You're either dead on or right. It's 43 degrees. Right. You're well, either dead on or you're well, fucking... Well, it's just kind of nice to set the mood. feels it in his old bones, so he's got oh, a better shit. gauge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bones feel pretty good, especially in this nice little thing. We've got like a... Just a... a, a it's almost... It feels like a really... Um, nicely done tent. We've got fire. We've got skulls. And now, uh, I can't remember Mo or whatever she wants to be called, Frenchy Mo. Now she just brought us a nice little meat tray with some very creative. It's a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Apples. I can't say that word. Charcuterie <laughs> board. It's a charcuterie board. I got. I'm good. I got my bottle. No but anyway, the setting is really nice for the weather this afternoon, and uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised and excited, Sheldon, that you got to come. That's a nice yeah. treat. It would have been nice to have Julian. I get, I get all of their dealings and what they're going through right now. But uh, so for all of us thoughts. to get together and and be on the podcast today is great. This is awesome, and this is yeah. uh, we were talking about this today. So actually, sitting right here where we are. Um, one year ago, the fifth of January was our or December. Sorry, was our first ever episode. Right, and, and I got to say, sitting right here, and it's funny when you look at the picture because the weather was way different. The sides were up. <laughs> I had sunglasses on. We were in short sleeve shirts, <laughs> and we were hanging out here doing the first ever episode. November in the Midwest is real weird, or December in the Midwest is real weird. Honestly, Midwest weather is just weird on its own. It's it just, is. It's weird. You're right. <laughs> I always find it weird to be in Utah for 10 years, and I would always check the St. Louis weather. And it, it's really weird how similar the temperatures are shared there and here. Um, and the big difference is, right, humidity here and high desert out there. But the temperatures are very, very similar. Um, but like back here, even here, <clears throat> 40 out there and sunny is way different than 40 here. But anyway it's uh really a nice environment for us to do this uh what number i i noticed our numbers the other are we at like 49 today or something this like that? is gonna be i may have jumped the gun but no gun. no i think you're right this is gonna be 47 47 well i jumped the gun a few but close. anyway um well nice one might say close, close but, but no, no cigar, cigar. <laughs> yes 
<laughs> so this is pretty cool like smoking Damn this COVID. uh neanderthal against this whiskey is actually unique because this is you can argue the strongest cigar on the market right now um uh it's got a it's very potent uh true nicaraguan style um lots of spice uh i re what i really like about the neanderthal is the smoke on the retro hill is almost like a like a sugar candy no, like pop rocks you know yeah kind of it's it's tingly and it's crystalline you can there's like a molasses sweetness you can taste it and then it's just got a lot of that you know that earth thing you know there's there's nuts wood it, it just tastes good nuts but against this whiskey battle cry yep. sons of liberty right yep. battle yep. cry yep. um one being 100 proof it's not 100 proof it, it's, it's very light right right it, it doesn't even come close to some of the bibs at 100 that we've had that were more um but uh the taste though it the the spice doesn't disappear in that malt like i guess you would think it would because of the thickness of the whiskey like the mouthfeel right but and then it, you're comparing it against against an air yeah i'm just talking this right, right. Now. with this cigar it's not doing any of that um which is super unique um nika we gotta work this out man. and then what you gonna do and here? then while you're my my um pairing it's almost like you know i take my sip of that and you've got this explosion of what i'm tasting is barley and then fruit and then you come down through this cigar and this uh, uh oliva v series it's more of a caramely mellowing it's almost like there was all your sugar and now you got like a little baker's blend that smooths it out almost oh, like bread <laughs> coming through the end of this one uh Mark, how is the uh, um, foundry? Actually, this is pretty impressive. I'm. Uh, it's not. It, it's not the kind of full-bodied, spicy thing that that, that that I that I generally prefer. But it it's not. It's it, it's not. It's not overpowering. It uh, actually, it's it's a pretty good compliment for that whiskey. Um, if if anything, I mean, the the whiskey kind of. Um, it's an interesting contrast because 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 this whiskey is sweet, but not overly sweet. It uh... boy, there's some air time right there. Just went. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just it's just um, you're good. Pause. Think it out, man. Quiet Think it pause out. for reflection. While you you're thinking about that, I just want to say because i've been a little excited about this new series that me and janine have been watching the uh, morning show with um um steve carell no it, steve carell's in it jennifer anderson jennifer An you know what i'm talking i'm Great in, like show. the comedy right no it's actually about the um or is this about Fo the fox news thing yeah the scandal yeah oh. i mean it's almost following it verbatim and when you really see it and whatever and they talk about airtime and the flow of, of you know coming across on whatever whatever it is your radio show your podcast or you're being on the air you know i was kind of thinking about that but that's a, if you guys haven't seen that that's a, a pretty cool show i, I gotta say yeah, that's on apple uh, apple, apple tv, TV. Mm -hmm. yeah oh nice nice yeah, really good one i have that i think 
Right, because if you're watching and following the Mandalorian, just skip over and there you're you're right there. Well, well, Mandalorian's no, on I mean. Disney Plus. Mandalorian's on Disney Plus. Excuse you're me, correct. get your streaming things right. Yes, Jeez. sorry, it's twenty. Got to be on your game with get this woke, crew. bitch. <laughs> and speaking of the Mandalorian, I liked the last episode. I was kind of like, man, they're trying to pack a bunch of uh, uh, inserts, like trying to pull everything into this series now. And uh, the last one I really kind of enjoyed. I don't know how many people are up with The Mandalorian. I'm not through. I haven't even started the second season yet. I love it. I could dive in on how much I'm into The Mandalorian, but um, that would reveal how big of a nerd I actually am. Well, his son's name. uh, Well, my son's son's name out there. It's fine. My son's name is Anakin. Yeah, so. so. Right. Well, my sons are into the collection. Nerd alert! They've got it all. And they're like, Dad, they call me like, Hey, Dad, how'd you like the last episode? I go, I'm back in. I'm liking it. I really like this episode. And they're like, well, you know that this Jedi was this and that. And if you watch the Clone Wars, because they've oh, seen yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's unbelievable how the Clone Wars, even outside of the regular episodes and the movies and that, how you can look, the Clone Wars tie a lot of this in, oh, yeah. too. Well, and didn't, 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 um, without us going too far down this rabbit hole. No, but didn't the Clone Wars, like, in the books, they're their own fucking series, right? Yeah, so and like, then they did their own movie thing, Well, too. They, did, they did an animated series um, for the Clone Wars that was a good few seasons, and then they did Rebels. So, and honestly, to really appreciate and understand, I wouldn't say really appreciate, but to appreciate the depth at which they've made the Mandalorian series, I highly recommend that you watch the animated Clone Wars series and the animated Rebels series. They're not like some kids thing, right? There's plenty of violence and there's plenty of action in those. They're really good. Um, I have watched them both. Um, and just the characters that they're bringing in, the the canon that they're bringing in, this dives deep, deep down in the rabbit holes of like the comics and the other books that were written on the Star Wars stuff. And, and honestly, man, like John Farvo has done an incredible job of doing at least finally someone outside of George Lucas himself doing this Star Wars, Star Wars series some actual justice. That dude is awesome. Yeah, yeah. John. Fe- and I Sab- have to say, Favreau? even beyond Favreau? the storyline and everything, the characters are really good. And I, I mean, the visuals are fantastic, but the music too mm-hmm. that they picked for this series with the little back flute. Where, it brings know, it all together. I mean, know, I'm just saying, man, they have they really have done a good job. The artwork and everything has just been fantastic. Yeah, the artwork that they actually show after each episode is so I like, cool, too. I would take every piece that they show and put it on my walls in my yeah. home because it is dope. Like, nice. it is sick. So anyway, no, enough down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we can go but anyway, all, I can, I can that's what we do. We, we get these little offshoots <laughs> into something that's going on. With it. Yeah. Um, what are we going to drink next? What oh, are we going to pour so next? Should I go with... Yeah, let's go with. Well, you do got, you want? Yeah, I, w- I wanted to tell the story and let's explain why. Um, you know the significance behind the bottle, everything like that, and then how did you gotta check this? But you, I mean, so, you probably know so more th- about this. This is this is a bottle that um, uh, on a, on our first trip to to, to Louisville as, as as a couple, we we went with this small group of of uh, local bourbon enthusiasts. I, I was not. This this actually comes from from. Our uh, our bourbon stop that I was least excited about. It was the uh, Jim Beam Urban Stillhouse, um, but we were having such a great time. And in this place, it, it it's it really is kind of fan driven because you go in there, you 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 taste through through the line of uh, of, of Beam products, even some of the the more rare things, and then you finish it up by um, bottling your own bottle. 
And so this is hundred proof. That is cool. And and That's one of cool. and one of the and it was it really was so much fun. It was it it didn't have the the, the whole part where you're dipping it in, in the red wax at Maker's Mark. Uh, but but still they they really they they really made it a fun thing. And you can actually if we if we went there. As as Craft and Puro, you can you can text them the Craft and Puro logo logo, and they and they will uh, engrave that on the bottle. So they they yep. really do a, a a cool sort of consumer thing where you don't have to What's buy. What's the phone number? Well, let's hope we like it. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so, and and one of the other couples that we, that we went there with uh, years ago. I don't know. This was. Uh, uh, it was it was years ago, but 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 the uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but but the uh, was uh, was was Henry and April Gray, and we found out this morning that that uh, sadly Henry passed away from 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 cancer, and and so it seemed like a really appropriate time to 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 bring it out and 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 toast him. So Henry, apart from from just being a, a bourbon enthusiast, he created his own his own mark on, on on the industry with with his small business uh called the bourbon air so they did they they did private tastings at their home often brand sponsored uh <clears throat> some of some of the the, the well-known uh beam guys would, would would go to their houses and 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 play hosts um at, the, at those events and and they they, they <coughs> it, it was they they would they would they would do bourbon air tastings on on barrel picks that they that they bought in 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 local stores um so they they were really kind of a special couple and 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 they 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 were they were diehard cigar fans um they they had lockers at at lit at montres at um uh, uh the the cigar inn in belleville so wow that's a commitment and and, and uh -huh. they they, they, they great people. yeah so they they made their ways they made their way around all of those places. We need to see a picture of the if you have one because I I I know we've met him. Yes, I know so we, we have. I have a picture from last time we got to hang out with them. So the, the last time, last the last time, yeah, the last time we saw them was was uh, was was one of our our, our podcasts. They came, they actually came for for one of our podcasts that lit. Um, I think I've oh. met these guys probably two or three times. Oh. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, I think I know exactly who. Yeah, that. There. Okay. Now, okay. Let me clear. Not that it sucked any less. I didn't know who it was, but now I know who it is. That's horrible, man. I never even knew the guy was. The guy. I know exactly who he is. Yeah. I think. Didn't we meet? Him? Yeah, you didn't did. Your he birthday? was at my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Him and his wife were there that night. Did not know he was sick. That is unfortunate. That's horrible, man. Well, dude, let's let's pour this. Let's toast this properly. Let's. Uh, God damn. That's unfortunate, man. Really, that sucks. Really, truly unfortunate. <clears throat> I mean, not a way to bring it down, but shit. But hey, you know what? To his memory, right? He yeah, fought, man. Of he course. That that big C word, man. Like. And I like uh, you know, and you know, actually, I want to give this guy some credit as far as now. I think everyone here has intimately been involved with cancer at some point. Um, Haj, no, you have. Um, oh yeah, I have. Um, I, Mark, I think you've said you. Both, bo both, of, both of my my my, my grandparents uh, d died of cancer. Um, my 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 mother-in-law had 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 cancer and 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 won that actually. She's still around after uh, after surviving cancer. Yeah, my 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 mother beat breast cancer. Um, uh, but yeah, that that. But what I, what I wanna. Um, 
commend him for that I've actually seen with people close to us that have had it as well. Uh, you never would have known. Unless you knew, you didn't know. You know what I mean? It wasn't a... Um, it wasn't a point they used for attention or to address it or to make it a deal. Yeah. Uh, which I think, especially knowing multiple people um, that have that have won, um, that have dealt with it, some that have. We've had three die of cancer in my family, as well as Janine's dad. Janine's had breast cancer, so we've been through it too. And now that you've said it, like I'll reference Janine. Right. Yeah. The only reason you knew is because you were close enough with the Hodges that it was spoke about. It was never. And I think that's commendable, and and as as much as that's worth, you know. But man, we hung out with this guy. Shit, I, we've seen him multiple times. Yeah, with him and he, his wife. He he came to our event at, at uh, Atomic Cowboy when we did the the. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. I mean, he came. He came to. I the, remember he, his wife quite our, vividly our, too, our, as well. Our event at at uh, Element before it became Bellwether. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, he they, did. They were yeah. at that event with us. I think that's when I met. Henry at Element, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, back I've before seen. it. Was, well, that's what became Bella. You just said that. Sorry. Um, yeah. So dude, let's let's cheers cheers him his family. Here's to Henry. Um, here's to Henry. Henry great, man, great man. Kick ass wherever you're at, bro. Salute. Right on, man. Put up the good fight. Yeah, I mean it's rough. I mean, I watched I watched my stepmom battle it. I mean, literally from I mean, you know, she was already not in the greatest of health, and it, it took her real quick. Four months since she died. Well, that is not a bad toast to you, Henry. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Now, what proof is that? Hundred. It's not. It's not a bib, but it's hundred proof. Yeah. Now that tastes like a hundred proof plus to me. I was. I was. I was. Yes. This is more along the lines of you know how we drink our bookers at one twenty-seven yeah. plus. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That not don't. Rough. That is that a lot. don't. They don't tastes like what you think 127 is but you know it's 100 plus this it, it compared to compared to the battle cry at 100 this at 100 i get it, it you understand it's there but that's got a really really cool um like buttery to it like buttered popcorn like greasy butter um that's Actually, I like that's, that. That's no, I, I'm not going to say another thing until the glass is empty. But that—that's what I get right away. It's like you know, just I'm the worst at this, but greasy butter popcorn in a movie theater—that's that mouth. Yeah, you know, you're it off your fingers. Oh. Yeah, you know, or that thing where you cut the hole in the, the bottom good of the butter oh, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I, I'm glad we saved it. The butter beat off. <laughs> this, this was a great occasion. We weren't saving it. Because it was a special bottle, we saved it because it was a special to us bottle because of that trip and the good people on that trip. Well, so this is this is really cool. We'll we'll dedicate. Uh, it'd be cool to dedicate this episode to Henry. Well, um, I mean, make sure we put it out. Um, let everyone know. I gotta say, I mean, I feel kind of a little bit like an asshole because I didn't remember him just by his name, but. Um, no, that that family, him and his wife. I mean, I don't know anything further. Just him and his wife. From we we've seen them. Um, I mean, shit. I met them. When was that had element been, event? Eighteen. Oh. Yes, had to be. Had to be two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Bellwether took over in what March of last year, maybe. Yeah, so right. right? Yeah. So it was Element before that. Yeah, it was. And July then, yeah, he came. He came out oh, to no, the event at Atomic true. Atomic Cowboy. Yep. Um, he was there at the podcast. He was at the podcast we did when uh, James and Danny played. 
That's right. They came out and sat down with us because yep. they followed the Instagram. Um, so yeah, hell yeah, man. I mean, salute to him. You know, skull a whole night. I mean, I don't know his. You know, hell yeah, good for him. Um, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta again. I don't. I'm, I'm the worst at this. I don't. I'm done. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, there were. The, here, here's the Henry man. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right on. Now that's a man that liked his Roma craft, though. Oh yeah. Tell you that. I can remember that. Yeah. And his whiskey. Mm-hmm. Every whiskey event that they could attend and contribute to. And I don't remember. Did his wife partake in whiskey as well? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. And she would. She actually. She smokes cigars too. Yeah, she does. She actually. Uh, one of the other podcasts we were doing, they had walked in and sat down, and we were doing that white label six year Heaven Hill. And I got up, walked over, and poured her a glass. That was Henry and his wife. April. Yeah, April. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't remember her name, but yeah. Because you're great with names. Dope. <laughs> at all. Everyone. So they, they, they also <laughs> actually, you know, it's unusual that 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 a, a, a couple that that really were were a part of it because they were enthusiasts that that really got to play a role. So so um. They, they they never had to pay their way to to whiskey in the winter because because brands were inviting them to to man their booths um, to work the event so so they, they 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 really were part of the the industry family here so so they really were 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 were, were, were special so uh, literally the worst meat you can eat <laughs> so they it's the best it's good for your soul. Yeah, they 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 were really a, a part of it. Not 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 just not just fans. They were all in heart and soul. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say about here though. Anything, I don't want Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say anything they've ever done, they're in it all the way. They've done plenty of charitable events and just really great people. For sure. And I don't want to cap off the conversation about them but we're going to um i this is one hell of a whiskey um and that's a hell of a way to you know salute them up and, and cheers to them and i hope april's doing good um i hope i hope she's okay as best that she can be i mean you know uh okay well uh we'll see we're here well i'm sure we'll see her at some point um, and we'll, we'll take care of her for sure. For well, maybe we'll do a. Uh, um, oh my God! You we'll do some little taste. Yeah, we'll get it set up. Anyway, um, well, hey, that sounds bad when I say that, but you know what I'm saying. We're gonna we're sure. gonna cruise on. All right. Yeah. Here's to them. Let's. Uh, yeah, we're gonna cruise on. So this Urban Still Stillhouse Select, hundred proof, um, out of every label that Jim Beam does, every product. Probably that's gotta coolest. be the coolest oh, yeah. damn label on a bottle. That yeah, ribbon with that true. steel stamp sitting there. That is utterly insane. It's so cool. So is that what like we go there as craft imperial, it'll be on that steel thing? So I don't know I don't know if they if they if they if they if they do that or, or if they they just engrave it on the back. Ooh. Um but they, 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 at the very least, you get it engraved on the back. It, they actually d did a really good job of that. I mean, when, I, I wasn't going to... Is I, that I, one engraved? Yes. Oh, what's that? It, well, this one says Missouri Whiskey Society because that was how we met them. Oh, yeah, it is on there, isn't it? Nice. So that's engraved in the, ba in the back of the, of the bottle, and they, and they do that right there in front of you. So they really... 
so uh, you know I, I was I was I was excited about about some of our other stops on that trip where, where we went to um, uh, um, limestone branch for example with <clears throat> so we, we, we you know we, we, we hung out with with Steve beam and 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 with uh, um, um, uh, Stephen Fontaine who was a hell of a character um, I'm glad that Brian Dana finally got to meet those guys in person actually uh, bourbon cowboy you know we we were we were uh, the last time I think we saw Steve beam was uh was that that, that bourbon documentary premiere yeah yeah it was wearing his bolo yeah I remember it vividly <laughs> until we got to the pagan <laughs> and then we were over enjoying that's fine that's what it's all about right yeah, so they, they, they really do a good job of, 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 of Well, thanks of for bringing that. that to the table. That's a beautiful bottle, beautiful story, and, you know, the stories are what it's all about. That's mm -hmm. what makes everything go around. Well, that bottle's got a cool uniqueness to it as well. I mean, um, with Henry and, and the, the direct side of it, that that is, it's... It, the bottle's got life, right? It's like cigars and yeah. stories. It's all yeah. there. It's very unique and held on. There, to there's me. a silly story. When I mean, when I when I when we were making that 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 that, that people were taking pictures of me hold, holding this the, oh, the, the, this leather handbag over my shoulder because that was April's handbag as as they as they <laughs> as they were making. <laughs> well, it matched your hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, if you ever, if you are a Jim Beam fan at all, and you're ever in Louisville. It's really kind of a fun stop. Like Mark said, we weren't excited to go there, but when we got there, they really made it a great experience, especially if you have the opportunity to bottle something. They have a, a cool setup so you can bottle it yourself, and um, it's not even that much of an upcharge to, to have that experience and you get the bottle. So. For sure, yeah. Um, so let's go over to uh, cigars for a minute here. Yeah, you know, old, old Bourbon Cowboy there is like pretty much done with his Oliva. So <laughs> yeah, but let's let's talk about. You're a big Oliva guy. Yeah. Now let's. Why don't now, that's not the special, right? It's just the V. It's well, it's a special. Uh, is that the special? The Maduro special? No, no. Oh, okay. Now the V. You know what? I say that, and I could stand corrected. They don't really. I don't think it's on the they label. Don't show. It's not on the label. Look at the but wrapper. I think this is. I think this is one that's been in the box. I oh, grabbed. Oh, you know how we can tell? It was deep in there. I think this is the Maduro special. Sheldon, hand me one of your Milanos real quick. Saying, the wrapper on the Milano is the same as the Static B. So the color is different. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nika thinks that I'm getting. And something I was really out for her. surprised that. Oh yeah, that's the special. Yeah. See, difference. This the wrapper on the Milano, this Maduro is yeah. the same that's on the. It's a little deeper red yeah. in the gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't smoked one of these in a while, and this is one of my favorite. I, I got it at. I went down to see my brother, and we always rally around Fort Myers. They've got a little cigar place called the Cigar Hut, which is fabulous. It's still going to be there no matter what. Go in and see those guys. They're a great group of guys that run the Cigar Hut. And I actually picked this out there, and the guy said that is a, a Christmas release, I believe it, or a seasonal around Christmas. Or they, that. they call it Christmas because it yeah. ships the week after so Thanksgiving. I, I was wondering, um, I didn't realize how, how much of a difference the cigar industry is in Florida until I had actually been there as an adult. And so being, you know, visiting, for example, as a, for a conference in Tampa, go, going to 
you know, so the 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 the, the you were in Ebor, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. So be, being in Ebor City and going going to the Fuente House, for example, where it really felt like it looked like a, a weird house. Like we're 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 in this this this, this district of where 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 we're 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 bar hopping, and then all of a sudden we're we're at this this house with with a white picket fence <clears throat> that has chickens running around. Yeah. And, and and it felt kind of surreal. Well, what's what's really cool about about Florida and the cigar industry is it's the really the last remaining. Well, one, it's the easiest import area for you know when the, when when Cubans were readily available in the states, they all came through Miami and Tampa. That's where they all landed, right? Even now, when you had families that left Cuba and went to Nicaragua, went to Dominican Republic. Um, after about 20 years of work and, and setting up their factories, making sure their farms are producing and everything like that, they set up they set up semi kind of uh, like home bases in Florida. So you had a you had a local distribution spot in the country, right? Now, when you look back to about anywhere from 1830 to 1935, every ounce of tobacco smoked in a cigar or a pipe was grown in the united states okay at one point in time you could go across this country every tobacco farm was making cigars right and then when the cubans started hitting in the early 40s and you started understanding what you know um atlantic climates uh, you know, like like uh, um, sorry, uh, water surrounded climates, uh, tropical climates can actually do for tobacco, volcanic soil, things like this. You started building and creating this um, setup that you had for for tobacco. So as people started moving and coming in, Florida was the destination hotspot, right? I mean, it's right there. I mean, you know, you're 90 miles from Cuba um, and even from Central America where, you know, like Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, uh, it's still easier to get there and the climate matches. Within reason, the climate's still the same. So now you have huge factory setups like General Cigar, okay? Um, The Fuente House, okay? Uh, you've got like Pete Johnson's Miami factory in Tatuahi, Warp Cigars. Everything has happens down in, in in Tampa. So they're they're, um, they're growing in Nicaragua, but rolling them in. Yeah, what 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 you're getting is, and that's kind of the big mis- misunderstanding that people think when you have a like a, a Miami series cigar from Tatuahi, that's not tobacco grown in Miami. Okay, right. Say that now. That is culturated tobacco that has been that has been grown in Nicaragua, that is then brought over to Florida to age mature Maduro and be rolled in the con- It creates a different kind of um, continental transfer of flavor and spice and what the different regions do and dance around. But the cool, the cool thing about Florida, the reason that cigar industry is so damn big is it's the last real cigar country inside the United States. And it's, it's a huge, you don't want to say immigrant in the wrong way, but it's a huge immigration point for cigar rollers, manufacturers, families that get there and do their thing. You know, it is it is the focal point and the transfer point for these families to come over. So would you compare it to, you know, whiskey aging in different regions? For example, Jefferson's Ocean, they took it out on the boats to age there. It's, so it's, it's going to age differently in Florida. And so that gives it a different flavor profile just by aging it there? Does it affect it as much as it does, like, whiskey? No. Yes, yes and no. A little more on the no. The reason Florida is so popular for it is the climate. It's it's the same climate, right? You've still, you've still, you've still got the, you've got the tropical climate 
inside a major uh, movement zone for humidity. You know what I mean? It's all still there. Well, not only that, but you, the humidity level is pretty constant. And that's that tropical climate. And floor. So the guys like, you know, I've talked to some guys down there in Naples, and they're in the, um, you know, the local cigar shops, which are big. They're like small supermarkets. And they're like, you don't even need a humidor down here, dude. Right. I mean, your cigars, lay them out, do whatever you want. The climate is consistent as a humidor for you guys up north that you're working to keep. It's constant <laughs> down here. Right. right? You, you've been in some of these these cigar lounges down there where when you walk into the humidor, you walk into the store, the cigars are just sitting on the shelf. I mean, some of them use fucking bookcases. It's like just walking, <laughs> and they're just sitting there supermarket. because it, it doesn't so it doesn't high. matter. You know, you've got a baseline humidity in Florida of seventy two point three percent. Right, <laughs> twelve months a year. And those that, now, obviously, if you're up like in the panhandle, it gets a little weird. But we're talking Ebor down, Tampa down. But, but the, if anything, they have to the, use a dehumidifier. But, the, the, yeah. but, but those ones that you guys had in, in Key West were, were those rolled in Key West? Uh, so the ones we had at Green Street. That had the cigarillo inside. Yeah, those, um, those, those were rolled in Nicaragua. That's Nicaraguan tobacco, based on what um, was her name. Oh, see, I, I can't remember her, but she was quite knowledgeable. But I, I think the only ones that are rolled down there is Rodriguez. I could be wrong, but he's yeah, got a small I, factory I, I down think there. You're right. Yeah. Rodriguez is another cigar that we had down there at uh, Gates Hotel. Yeah. At which Rum, they've got Rum a cigar Rum. lounge in there, and they promoted Rodriguez. And I've actually been to his place down there, which is just off of Mallory. But I, I think they roll them down there. Yeah. I think his I think particular he does his rolling down deal. there. Yeah. Um, but it's but yeah, that's the uniqueness about Florida, which is still really cool. Because then you do have other states like we talked about this when we were down there. St. Louis and Kansas City, this is probably one of the next to Pennsylvania, it's probably one of the most in Arizona now too, within within location of each other. Densest cigar popu dense right you know what i'm trying to say the yeah. most, more dense right po densely populated cigar areas for, for in the country for production or for consumption for consumption yeah you're producing fucking and as far as here. availability i yeah, mean you look at just missouri as or even just st louis and of course add kansas city on there i mean just think of the states that you travel through and what we know about missouri the availability for us to go and buy cigars in a given within you know 20 miles well even within a state's only 250 miles i right. mean you can almost get anything you're wanting um but the other thing i wanted you to uh, kick off on too talking about nicaragua and all these big tobacco places cuba and whatever i mean we've talked about it many times on the on the podcast that i think we had out at zix great outdoors was the and connecticut is our big area for for tobacco here in the United States, it's it's one of it's it may still be one of the the biggest, if not second, in the world. It is the most sought after wrapper tobacco right. in the world. So in Connecticut, um, what does that go into Pennsylvania? No, no, no. I'm talking about this farm, the, oh, this okay. this farm in Connecticut. Um, I, I can't tell you where. Uh, you can look it up. It's. I want to say this farm is something like 112 or 120 acres, maybe. So this 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 farm grows the only true Connecticut, where the name comes from, Connecticut Shade, Connecticut Wrapper, the only true Connecticut Wrapper in the world. Okay, 
Now, I, I do believe, now this, the, you may have to fact check this, but I do believe that Drew Estate, Jonathan Drew was the first person to purchase this tobacco and put a true Connecticut wrapper on a cigar. Okay? And what you found with that is you've got, because of the climate, because of the, the cold temperatures, um, the way the, the, the amount of sunshine you get per day, the forced shade that you have to put over the tobacco, you create a almost like a stunted growth on the on the on the plant right but what that does is you create such a clean claro okay a completely clean nice neat almost almost planters peanut colored wrapper but it you still have the same stages on a leaf so you still have lajero connecticut you still have Seiko and Viso Connecticut. So you, you have different strength level uh, levels of what the soil is producing for the leaf. Now the prop, the reason it's so sought after, every year, you hear this term Ecuador, Connecticut, right? 99% yeah. of the cigars on the market that have a Connecticut wrapper are Ecuadorian grown Connecticut, okay? It's Connecticut seed that is then taken and grown and then bought, much cheaper, much more available. The problem with that 100, 100 plus acres in Connecticut is you're going to have it happens every year like when they, when they start growing that tobacco that year that seedling hits the soil it's bought it's already been bought and someone already owns the entire field you can't get it so when you get that and that natural Connecticut wrapper has such a unique taste even if you're not a big taster if you just smoke them because you like them if I hand if I handed you an Ecuador and Connecticut cigar so I could give you a uh, a Nat Sherman Bold, right? Ecuador, Connecticut on that cigar. And then I gave you um, the Undercrown Shade, the original Undercrown Shade by Drew Estate, which is Connecticut wrapper. As soon as you lit them, you probably wouldn't even have to lie. You could probably roll them in your lips. You would taste the fine, the, the, the fineness, if, if, if that's a word, the, 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 the direct reflection <clears throat> of that tobacco on a Connecticut Shade. You get, you get some of it, on the Ecuadorian side, but then again, what happens when you grow in Ecuador, right? Tropical climate, okay? You're gonna get broader leaf, longer leaves, taller plants, more distribution from the soil, mineral transfer, all that stuff comes into play. It was like the Tatsuahi so Negotiant get, that I smoked the other night. Yes, yes, that's great, Ecuador, great Connecticut. Yeah. There's like, like the, the wrapper was clean, extremely you, clean, extremely if, smooth. If you could take that cigar, and this, this is where it gets tricky, right? If you put a true Connecticut wrapper on that cigar, it wouldn't be the same cigar. You would lose that maskness that is so unique about that tatuai. Because that Ecuador, Connecticut does that thing. It gives you the clean, <coughs> creamy smoke, but you still get to burn all the spices, yeah, all the SLE tobacco. Yeah. You get to pour all that volcanic soil into that cigar. From the Nicaraguans. Yeah. Uh, and I think Patel, Rocky Patel does, I think he's got a whole uh, sun grown, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, you know, he's got the whole sun grown line, yeah. Which is a little different how that's done too, as well. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not bad. I smoked a couple sungrown. It's not bad. Oh no, I, I think I think that sungrown Lancero Rockwell has the best cigar he's ever made. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking amazing. All right, guys, so we're gonna take a quick little break. Uh, we're gonna hit you with a little ad, and then we will be back with a new bourbon. Um, man, yeah, back surprise bourbon. Yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> we'll be right back. It. Loving it. Stay tuned. Craft Imperial is brought to you in part by Wildwood Pub and Grill in Wildwood, Missouri great place to go into to grab a drink awesome food a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill nightlife and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside 
experience their four to five bay golf simulator full 18 holes to a driving range go into wildwood pub mention you heard about them on craft imperial podcast and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays drop in grab a drink have some awesome food amazing people and enjoy all right guys we are back um basically that was a bathroom break for everyone that knows um you know we went and used the restroom and the poop um so we're smoking through our cigars um the neanderthal is doing fantastic and these whiskeys have done very well with this cigar to be honest um great pairings across the board excuse me the strength of the neanderthal is holding up and the different kind of uh, twerks and tweaks on the whiskey have kind of done this underlying um, insinuation of some of the flavors from the cigar, which has been r- really, really well. Um, thing I didn't mention about this um, Neanderthals, I love that flat cap. That's super dope. On the flat. So what I love about this is when you have a flat cap, like I've shown everyone how you can wet the top of the cigar and peel the cap off. Right. Um, like with any tatuaje, I do that. Um, well, that's really the only longest. Pete uses... Cuban style triple caps, yeah. so it's easier just wet yeah. it and peel it off your fingernel. So, uh, I learned that from him. Well, I saw him do it at the trade I, show one year, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and I'm actually, be, I'm, I'm be I'm, like Pete. Actually, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that you Pete's taught me legit. the uh, that, that 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 trick about the pigtail on on the lenceros because 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 otherwise on uh, on on the Neanderthal lencero. I would have definitely cut too much off of that. Well, I'm curious how that was. That's probably fucking fantastic. I have an extra one. If you want that next, you want to do some the same sort of thing? I'll do it twice. You have another one of those. I'll smoke I, the shit out of that thing. I, 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 yeah, I, right on. I, I bought a box of those. Did you really? Yeah. You don't I'll take, hey, I don't like one. I, you know me and odd numbers, bro. I'll, 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 I'll pay probably a dollar. Okay. Well, actually, uh, actually, you know what? That's that's a good way to do the the. the, the well, save that because we're doing that for the Patreon after hour video, so we won't even talk about that till then. All right. Uh, well, we'll squeak about it. So, um, with that, Cowboy, how's the cigar, man? <clears throat> well, you know this is an old time favorite of mine. I love it. It's glad to be. Uh, even though I had one of the Milanios uh, on our vacation down there, it was fantastic. The only downplay on the Melania, which me and Mark have openly spoke about, we're not big box press guys. We like the originals, the the uh, quite frankly, kind of the I romancing hate. of the round. Uh, but this was a nice one to get back to after we had the wide variety we do, and I love it. It pairs. I mean, really, honestly, it pairs with most bourbons. Mm. Um, yeah, it's I, a fantastic I cigar. Have to agree with that. I think. Uh, yo, we've talked about pairings before, how you have to go against what you would think, strength versus strength, body, body, flavor, flavor. And not only that, I mean, so to go from, like, this Milanio 660 and then smoke a very light and, and clean through Tatuaje Miami 15, right. which is a completely different smoke. I mean, the, this is kind of what I got hooked on early in my cigar career, and I still love them. And it's nice to revisit, and I'm super stoked about all the varieties we try. But this is nice to have this one out tonight and start uh, the podcast with this tonight. So yeah, it's smoking, for it's fantastic for sure. Um, so ever you got done with the Foundry cigar, you moved on to Aroma. It looks like a Crow Magnum. Where is that actually, Aquitaine? Yes, Aquitaine. Aquitaine, light brown label, very nice. Um, uh, before you introduce the next whiskey, Mark, uh, Sheldon, 
Yes. Talk about this Davidoff, man. Dude, so honestly, I can kind of see why people are hyped about the Davidoff. Uh, uh, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> some some Davidoff. Right? No, I'm out. No. Nope. All right, take her easy there, nope, you're naysayer. You're, you're, uh, this this this. I'm gonna unplug your mic. <laughs> <laughs> this anniversary anniversary number three, the the Colorado Claro. Um, really, honestly, it's really good. I would say that it it started out, and the, the, immediately the thing I noticed is that it's extremely buttery, uh, uh, you know, in the first third. And nutty. I say those those are the big the best the biggest things I get from that, and and that's fantastic. It is. I wouldn't say this is like. I would say this is probably like a light to medium bodied cigar. It's it's definitely not like what the usual. Honestly, I think everybody here is really big Nicaraguan. Cigar. Well, since you all pretty with the exception. Pretty much, I pretty much got you set to smoke cigars. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. smoke I'll get back into cigars. Sorry if you guys hear uh, Nila is, is is voicing her opinion as well because I'm yeah. not. Nika is hype on the full body. Yeah, she is. She's sure. also not. She's not. Uh, she's upset because I'm not giving her other. She's samplings. high because there's a meat tray sitting right. Del in front delicious of smoked meats. She is upset because I'm not giving her samplings. But anyway, um, no, this is great. And then I would say in the second third, definitely that spice kind of came out, which was interesting. I didn't really. really? Expect it. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a spice in the, a little bit. It's not it, again. It's not like Esteli Nicaraguan tobacco, right? With no, like Tatuaje, Dominican, all the way. Right. Yeah. So, but there's definitely a, a, a very good, a very nice undertones of spice. They don't linger too long, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but you still get a little bit of that buttery, butteriness, and, and, and as it kind of smokes through, and I, I enjoy it quite a lot. Yeah. I would definitely buy another one of these. Um, you know, uh, um, just to kind of hang on to because they're, they're good smokes. I will say that. So. I will say you did you did let me taste it after you'd gone through about an inch of it. Um, and what it reminds me of, um, it was very floral. Do you remember when uh, Brian and our locker sponsor Lit came back from Vegas and he gave us we smoked those twenty five year Davidoffs. That that yeah. kind of uh, creamy, almost gin like floralness yeah. that was in it. That's what that reminded me of, but it wasn't it wasn't spicy like gin. It was just yeah. a kind of you stuck your head in a, a, a bouquet of flowers, kind of floral on yeah. the nose. It was it was. Yeah, I'm honestly, one. you know, you know what I've said about Davidoff. I think we've talked about it over and over. Uh, with the exception of that 25th anniversary, that was a pretty good cigar. And the late I hour. Think, I think the only Davidoff worth of shit is the late hour. I will say this. Um, I think this one definitely makes the worth of shit category. Oh, it, that's a good cigar. Yeah. So, so now, I'd be good. curious to smoke it all the way through yeah. with no interruption would, and mixing. But I would recommend that you do because, like I said, it, it, you'll get a surprising, like I said, and it's almost like a, a very... I, well, it's gradual. I wouldn't say it's it's straight on. Like as you kind of burn through that first third, and you get into that second third, you start to feel that that spice on the back end a little bit. And like Jeez. as look, the at, German's all grown up. He knows <laughs> cigar terms now. Don't cry, Murray. As, you get, okay. as you get into that second third, you definitely get a lot more spice, a lot less, a lot less butter. But you still have that creaminess on on the kind of like the initial kind of like on the palate before it kind of finishes off. So great, great, great stick. Uh, I Your like it a lot. Your cigar daddy's so. proud of you. Mark definitely reinvigorated my love for cigars. I smoked cigars since I was, old, honestly, before I was even old enough to buy them. You know, there were smoke shops in the in the area where I grew up here, kind of, the, well, more of the St. Louis Bi-State area that would sell to kids who were less than 18. They didn't ask too many questions. They didn't really care. 
Because if you do it everywhere, bunch has to feel it, bro. You know, I mean, Swisher Sweet is not even a. I don't know. Well, I'm not talking about Swisher Sweet. I'm talking is about it? legitimate. Well, that's what I, well, you know, I, Is that I, how you got your? That's start? how I kind of started out with a Swisher really? Sweet with the plastic tips. Mm. Yeah, when you're in college, I mean, you know, you got like no funds whatsoever, and a box of you know plastic tips, and you know maybe a forty ounce. I mean, that you know that's <laughs> three dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like he you paired, that, a, he paired that very well with Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. No, exactly. it, was, it was a high life forty, high life forty. Exactly. Well, okay. So how much money for tonight? Okay, we can afford ten bucks. I'm like party. We can get like nine forty ounces and a box of Swisher Sweets and we're set for the night, baby. We're going to hit that lit redneck lifestyle, boy. And then to come to find later out that it's not even tobacco. It's like tobacco flavored wood or something. It's the newspaper shavings that they received their boxes in. You know, I'm not going to lie. I smoked a Swisher Sweet God, when I was in my teens when I was smoking cigarettes. And there's no shame in that game. You're young. But it made me think cigars were disgusting. Yeah, ever like, smoked a Swisher Sweet? I was sweet. like, no. If this is, what I don't think I have either. Are, actually, I don't. I don't want them. <laughs> mm. my, my uncle used to say, "Yeah, I smoke cigars," and he pull out his pack of Swishers. I'm like, no. Well, see, that's something I had to be careful with. You know, you're hanging out. You know, back when you could smoke in bars. Um, well, that will age me because I was not old enough to be in the bar but we were there you know things were going on to hell with it you'd be i'd have a cigar and you'd be like hey you know, i'm out you know they can buy a cigar from you and they'd pull that like black and mild you know Ugh. wine wood tip and they're like yeah, it's a cigar and i'm like yeah it's a cigar. <laughs> yeah but you're you're ahead That's of your game one though. of these things is not the same one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> right <laughs> so, uh, all right all right hang on hang on okay okay <laughs> okay mine's bigger <laughs> Um, all right, uh, Russian, introduce the next whiskey, please. No, wait, 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 wait. No. wait which one is he doing? Sheldon. No, 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 we're saving that for the after hour episode. Oh. The Patreon episode. Oh, okay, it's right here. Only those paid motherfuckers get to see what's coming out of that bottle. So, <laughs> gotta earn it, bitches. So this, we, you know, we, we like to support local, and this is actually a good example of that, because we, we, there's a lot of us that have, have a personal tie to this brand. This is our, our local, still 630, uh, the... I, I actually, so my one one of my criticisms uh, would would be that I hate that they that they offer that they offer so many of these at at a, a half size. This is a 375 milliliter bottle, mm -hmm. and this is their their double barreled Rally Point Rye, and this is their batch five. So we've had this for for a little while um, now. <clears throat> Cowboy, have you haven't had much still 630? Yeah, I have, and I've had the rally point, and I thought for a long time that was one of the best things he had going. Well, and, and you got I'll tell you, to, had there was Missouri bourbon though. There was there was the day that we were standing with Dave at yeah. the bar, and you got to try a bunch of the barrel finishes. Oh yeah, the Moonwalker from yeah. is it Alpha Brewing that mm -hmm. did the Moonwalker? Yep. Uh, we did the Heart of Darkness, which was the Four Hands collab with that the. So um, good. Yeah, we do we do we did their 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 bottled and bond sorghum whiskey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but the two that stuck out for me was Rally Point, and then now you're saying this is their double rally, or am I saying it correctly? Do, uh, double, double barrel. Double barrel. Okay. But then there was another one. We had a, a pool uh, gathering here, and you had another one uh, that size. And uh, I, I found it really interesting. And that was really the Moonwalker, right? You pulled no, the Moonwalker out? No, yes. I don't think so. It had a different name to it. And I have a picture of it. I'll, I'll hunt it up. But anyway, but um, anyway, th I would assume this 
be very interesting and very good because I always love the rally point. Uh, Dave, like I said, we've tried a lot of his stuff. And I'll hunt down this picture of what we tried, but that the name you just mentioned, so, I don't think so. But I'll. I'll so I, I like that they include the details. This one, it's it's it says batch five was aged for thirty nine months in a fifty three gallon barrel, and then finished for ten more months in a fifteen gallon barrel, distilled oh. and bottled by still six. Yeah, we had the Moonwalker and the Presence of Darkness that day. Presence of Darkness. Presence of Darkness. Okay, so it was the Presence of Darkness that I thought was really good. Darkness from four yeah. hands. Absence of light. The chocolate yeah. peanut butter yeah. stout. Yeah. The peanut butter stout. Yeah. Chocolate peanut butter stout. Yeah. We made a. Oh well, we don't talk. About yeah, that. we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, Please me off. So this one, this one was was was, was, was Instagram, dude. It, it it was bottled at um, hundred. It's barrel strength, so it, it was it was bottled at hundred twenty point two proof. And uh, yeah, there there we go. And that's like a year old, right? They have uh, at least one more variation of that that they come out with, right? You remember when we. Did that band night at a company we won't name at this point, and I had that I had that 375 in my back pocket, and I killed that 375 at the rally point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. I'll tell you that that stuff is is as smooth as as smooth as a baby's ass, and that's how I drank that whole bottle almost by myself. Well, that's when you and uh, Whitney had ended up bartending the whole night, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, when I was breaking down the barrel, and yeah. I was like. By the time by the time the night was done, I was uh, I, I was feeling pretty good. We'll sideways. just leave it at that. So, sideways. Uh, actually, sideways. one of the things I, I really like about them is is that um, they really take feedback to heart. They do, and and, and they, they they actively request and incorporate that feedback. So so for before coronavirus, they they had their Friday releases, their experimental releases, where where the the idea was that you show up. And at and at six thirty p.m. because it's still six thirty, you show up. Everybody, everybody toasts on 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 their their their, their latest <laughs> expression, and they haven't bottled it yet. This is just something that they're something that they're thinking about. And, and you can buy those in three packs. Yes. So everybody tries it, and then and then and then you write in your comment cards. You tell them what you think of it, and if you think it's terrible. It's they 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 kind of throw away the, the the stuff about like well this this sucks yeah they 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 but if you have some sort of constructive commentary thank you sweet they really take it to heart and they, and they and they and they and they incorporate that a week later or, or or a month later and and then you start getting you know something that 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 that's tweaked based on based on that so for example they released. A whiskey that 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 had a, a finishing agent that included um, uh, um, smoked mushrooms. <laughs> you know, so 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 they they tried all. What kind of mushrooms? The fun kind. So they try a bunch of these things, and Esteban they and they Carrera. and and, and, and they're, they're they're not afraid of trying that stuff. Like they 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 they, they, they did a sherry finish. Um, so, so this is this this is their 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 flagship product, with a secondary aging, and and, and this this is the barrel strength. So this is what we get. 
Well, let's cheers this up. Let's get after this. Again, another big shout out to Still 630. Yeah. Another, another Dave, great, everyone Dave down there, guys. Yeah, another big company awesome. that, or another small company that if you're on Instagram, follow them. It's literally still, like as an S-T-I-L-L, -L, like pot still or, you know, whiskey still, 630, 630 on Instagram. Check them out. They are incredible. You can get like a good idea of when their releases are going to be. And the beauty of this is now, even though COVID's going on, and I talked to Dave about this, they still put their experimentals online for people to purchase. That way everybody can still buy them, test them yeah, out. Yeah, I bought a, I bought the three pack in October. Yeah. And I bought, and I just, and I was lucky enough to get my hands on not one, but two bottles of their straight Missouri bourbon. The release. first ever. Yes. Straight Missouri bourbon yeah, the after the wall passing. Yes, yeah. the first ever. And it's in a 750 milliliter yeah, it's bottle. It's in a 750, so. and I, I have a bottle of that that will go on the shelf and not be drank for a while. <laughs> and what proof is this? 120.2. I can't wait for COVID to be over when they're doing their releases. They had it. They were doing it once a month, the first, first Friday, Friday of the month. Of the month. Yeah. Yeah, they had to add the third Friday of the month because well, it was so popular. Now, now they it's do. It's so much fun to go there and try the great cocktails that Andrea and Andrew make. And now they now they still do it, but unfortunately, just with the uh, the the restrictions that Missouri's put on, they they kind of can only have so many people, um, and you basically got to sign up for a spot. Right. So right it's same. difficult to get in, but it's they still do them, um, and they really do make some great cocktails out of there and and honestly like you said i've i even their experimental stuff i don't think i found anything that i didn't like no and that that x35 single malt experiment they had that we had at yeah. my reception yeah your reception lights out yeah. man um so, so we'll get we'll, we'll keep talking about still 630 but Calvin, what do you think of that double barrel i think it's fantastic it reminds me of what i always remembered about um the rally point and it's just like upped it a little bit i mean it's just fantastic now mark what's that taste you know on the nose there's a really sort of perfumey quality to this mm -hmm. this is um it's jenny very jenny jenny from the block on the nose yeah i mean they, and they do make a great gin just fyi naval oh. strength gin is incredible out of that place yes. as well as uh was it seward's folly actually when they were first starting out i i loved their gin i wasn't a huge fan of their whiskey and i told dave and actually uh years later he thanked me for being so honest yeah. about the whiskey i was like you know what your gin is amazing but your whiskey it, it's it's got a lot of work to be done and years later they grew a lot and when i gave him the compliments he's like well that means a lot because you were one of the few people that when i first started actually criticized me <laughs> yeah yeah re realistically i think still 630 may end up being the first uh barrel pick from craft and puro um yeah that'd a private be a private barrel thing they do something that's so that actually i found this out the other day just kind of reading around um i was talking to jackie zykan on instagram and we were talking about old forester um just to bring this up old forester is now allowing individual picks so you can you can actually as a consumer yourself you can do a barrel pick of old forester now wow um uh but the thing about still 630 it's always really kind of fascinating me a little bit is i don't know now i met dave four years ago i met dave through a company that we were working with um sheldon and i for a while um that we did some cool things with that's when I met Dave because we were using a lot of his barrels for a lot of finishing of a product. Um, and uh, ever since I met him, he'd always had his barrel program. 
Now it's it's I want to say it's like eighty seven hundred dollars for the barrel, uh, but you come in, you taste and pick your mash bill, you put it together, and then it goes into the barrel. Now you can leave your barrel for a week, a month. At that point in time, I think he was capping it at two years, just because you know. I think, but now I'd imagine. I think there's still some barrels that they did a little release. I want to say a year ago, where a couple that we're friends with, with him and his wife, got married about seven years yes. ago, and they had a barrel sitting there for eight years. Yep. Or no, ten years. Their ten year, or no, had to be eight years because when he started, their eight year anniversary, or whatever. They went in there, bottled it together, put the label on, and they had had their whiskey. You know, which which is really, really, really that that is so cool being as they were in missouri right you know i'm i'm sure if you live in louisville and you meet enough people you can probably do that almost anywhere within reason um but being that this you know still 630s in an old hardy's building off the fucking highway in the ghetto of the damn stadium cardinal stadium <laughs> um and you can go down there and you can pick a barrel pick a label throw your stuff on a bottle and you've got a local a local sourced and finished whiskey that it's, it's insane. He really cares for it himself too. He is in there nonstop. Well, we're gonna get him on the podcast um, at some point, but I, I, him to tell his story literally makes me laugh every time I hear. Because you hear a guy that he's got that I think you can call it the traditional like not traditional whiskey guy story was making all kinds of money, working in an office, doing his thing, having a good time, loves whiskey, and he went, you know what? fuck this i'm out <laughs> leaves his job making all this money puts all the money he has into this distillery with and they they've never sourced anything no right that's right no. they were they were a traditional distillery that produced gin first mm -hmm. and then i think their first whiskey was like 18 months two years maybe well and they released their they, 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 they released not their, even that they, they released their white dog named after after their dog jake yeah and and, and you know I, I I I thought it was a little a little harsh actually. Um, well, White Dog that's a, that's got roots in like moonshine as well. So yes, and, and they so, took some influence from that, so, so it was a little bit stronger than than the others. So we we actually had this night where we got to really know them as 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 as, as people. Uh, we, we call it the 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 aquatic Kremlin, but they were here in 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 in, in, in the pool and kids. So we talked about. Um, influences so uh, and, and in fact it's kind of strange because because that night we talked we we, we we tried all kinds of unusual things we we, we talked we, we tried um, we, tr we we tasted through through the 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 entire spectrum of of, of green spot for example Ooh. so we so we went through the the the, the green spot Bordeaux release all the finishes on green spot uh, all that were available at the time Oh wow! Because so, we had quite the collection. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. I know. We still have a good collection. We had it on St. Patrick's Day. We pulled that that green yes. spot out. Yeah, I should have grabbed a bottle of that when I was in Rhode Island. I had a good one for sale up there, but I uh, didn't. I don't know why. I was dumb of me. So but now I'm gonna get looks. You can only like, do so much. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not like you were traveling with a baby and wife and everything. <laughs> well, it was funny. I went down there with what was left of my bottle of pigskin, the the Booker's pigskin release, and. Uh, I went down there with, uh, up there I should say, with what was left of that straight Missouri bourbon from Still 630. And then that Rebel, whatever the hell one you left at the house at our last gathering for Whitney's birthday. Um, 
No, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it was something else. But anyway, we, uh, you left that, so I brought those with me. Um, and then, and then of course, I we didn't even finish them. No, I really wasn't looking to finish them. But um, I, I ended up coming home. I went there with three and came home with like seven bottles of whiskey. But I was like, I thought we were gonna come back with less stuff when we came home. And I was like, nope. <laughs> so. No, when you travel, and, you get what you find that you don't normally find at home. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So they expect that's your extra travel expense. They've also done some really unique exchanges, uh, uh, collaborative releases with, with local breweries. I mean, I, I always wondered because I mean, yeah. So for for years, I I, I thought you know like going going through through distillery tours, you know they talk about how what they're making is essentially a beer in in their mash, and but 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 I didn't know anybody who who was taking that mash. And releasing it as a commercially viable product, and these guys were take—they they kind of answered my question about that. So, what happens yeah. if you take something that, that's a really good beer and turn it into whiskey? And they were doing that, and they were the only people at the time that 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 I knew of who were who were really doing that. So you get to sit, and this is actually this ties into our our first whiskey of of of, of this podcast. It was I wondered for for a long time what happens when you take what's i mean just fine on its own it's it's a really good beer and then you just distill it you turn it into a whiskey well they answered that question and they've 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 done that numerous times and i i i, I really appreciate that they're 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 they were will they did it because they were willing to learn and through them i learned a lot so well, and the best brewers and distillers I've learned are the ones that have those great relationships with the community. They don't treat it as a competition against other people. I'm going to come out with the best product. I'm going to be the biggest person. They work in the community, and that's how they develop those relationships with the, the distillers and the brewers together. And that's why yeah. not, every, not every distiller, not every brewer does that. It's those that work well with the community. Well, right. that's in St. Louis, what happened? There was Shafley who came along, and when things were just like Anheuser, 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 and then Shafley started their thing, and then Chestnut came along, and then Four Hands, and yep. then, you know, all of a sudden there was Alpha. a freaking explosion. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, shit, within. Up. Within probably within five miles of Anheuser Busch, there's what twelve breweries. Well, and didn't um, I, the I Maplewood say, and I was small brewery okay ten have the best craft beer in America right yeah. now? Yeah, I remember you talking about that. So, that brewery up there in Maplewood. Uh, the brewery yeah. in Maplewood was like the top brewer in the country um, there in Maplewood, which is amazing. Right, they entered the Shapley. Oh, what is it, the Colorado Beer Festival? The yes. biggest beer festival, and they won Best Craft yes. Brew in America? And I yeah. think that's funny because, like, I know you're wrong, I have nothing against Anheuser. In fact, I love Anheuser because they do an incredible amount for the military and the community, and they're a great company. Never they do heard, a lot for our local community. They are incredible as a company, and I thank, I'm so thankful that they are born and raised here in St. Louis because they make St. Louis what it is today, and I think that's really what it comes down to there. But... It is really incredible that these small breweries have come out and started making great beer. And honestly, Anheuser, for the love of beer, and that's what they do, they love beer, they've not done anything to impede on their ability to sell what they sell and do what they do. Now, Anheuser-Busch owns a ton 
a ton of smaller breweries now. They well, buy them up like hotcakes. Anheuser doesn't own shit because InBev does. InBev. Well, yeah. So. Well, okay, but whatever. But <laughs> but Anheuser-Busch did start buying the, the companies that were struggling and and, yeah. and and they didn't just take them over. They invested in them and helped them grow. And, and the, yeah, they, they, they didn't gave try them... try to destroy them and treat them like competition. They gave them the they, distribution yeah. systems. They gave them more money to make more beer to supply those distribution systems. And they made them... And they didn't... But they didn't change them, right? right. They kept the same base company and let the base company do what the base company's yeah. always done just, right. to really blow that up. So, yeah. I mean, and that's like, fantastic. Do, do, you, do, you, do you feel like uh, they've, they've enhanced... Uh, um, Bourbon County, and that, that's, that's so. I actually learned something about that. Anheuser Busch does not own Goose Island. Anheuser Busch owns the distribution for Goose Island. I thought that now, they also invested in. They Goose invested Island. in, yeah, they, but they, they're, they're still separate entities. Like that is still a Chicago-based like owned business. They own, they own shares. But the thing about the Bourbon County side, Bourbon County, that Bourbon County side is a completely separately invested department of Goose Island. Oh. It is. It is not. They are not one and the same entity. They but are the, completely but, but the, different. But that goes back to the little thing with Bo- with Anheuser Busch. Is they they they're cool. Uh, with that, shout out to Bourbon Pursuit. It's a podcast I listen to. They had the. I'll tell you the guy's name in a minute. The guy that's been doing all the barrel aging for the Stouts. He told that story. Yeah, but so. they. But they. But they still. They allow that to happen. And that's great because you know a lot of these other companies. You see big companies. They buy up these smaller companies. And well, that companies that business change. cannibalism, right? Like yeah. where you you absorb their clientele and their persona and then you just you know you keep the namesake and you, push you, it on you your smush own. it out or right, you yeah. let them grow but under I your kind right. of thumb but they've uh, anheuser-busch uh, has just really given them the ability to grow right? sure and yeah, it's been fantastic sure. well because there's been, a lot of different facets and just putting out a good i mean you oh, yeah. get a good product and then if you want to start as we all know there's all kinds of different facets about making a company grow once you've got a good product and not everybody's good at distribution so then somebody comes along and says hey let, let's we want a piece of your pie but we're going to distribute your product same thing happens in cigars right yeah i was just going to get into that with tobacco. absolutely same it's thing. it's like it's it's really the same thing with bourbon or any spirit and cigars you've got a good cigar line or whatever we want to take it on we help you distribute jump on with us or do this and the same thing in the bourbon industry so yeah i get it that's good yeah it's actually kind of funny when when you sit down and you think about uh, well, we'll call it four different um, business plans that have different legislations with them, against them, for them, you know, whichever. But they all operate in the same way. When you really draw it down to the pencil and paper, you know, tobacco, beer, wine, spirits, they all start from the same point, right? You have to grow something, then you have to harvest something, then you have to store something. Then you have to hand meld it to create a product. Then you have to store it again, distribute it, put it out. You know, you have to hit new accounts, new markets, new this, new that. It all works the same way, which is super unique. You know, if we take what we just said about, so maybe Anheuser-Busch didn't acquire everything. They didn't buy everything and cannibalize the company to make it its own thing, right? I've said this before when it comes to tobacco. Without six families in the cigar industry, Six families, their farms, are single-handedly responsible for the over 2,000 independent distributors of companies in the cigar world. 
And we've had without that. those six families, the tobacco wouldn't exist. You wouldn't have it. Yeah. And Mark, we've had this. I guess it's really weird that we go back to the Zick. Uh, our Zick, deal. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about tobacco. We talk about bourbon. It's only coming out of a few places. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's, and, there's, uh, I, I right. think when I say six, there, there may be even two cannabis. More. Anything you really look at that's big. Um, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like yo. So you we decide tomorrow. I mean, we decide tomorrow. The, you know, five of us are gonna go in fifty thousand each. You know, we're gonna go it, it, hypothetically, right? <laughs> I was like, Damn, I don't have fifty thousand dollars to give you. Pretty grand around. But I'm saying, right? We're not just gonna go. Okay, cool. So we've got. Uh, we're gonna use ten percent of that. We're gonna fly down to uh, Nicaragua. We're gonna buy hundred acres. The fuck you are? Mm-mm. No, you're not. You're gonna fly down there at those hundred acres. You're gonna visit a family that owns it. And you're going to find out that 35 companies uh, cultivate and use that same tobacco <laughs> in different owned. areas for their cigars. What you're going to do is you're going to become a crop shareholder. Yeah. You're going to buy production of tobacco to use. And then, you know, you can always build a rolling facility. There's room for a rolling facility. But that farm that you build that facility on, you own the wood holding that facility up. You can't go out there and harvest your own tobacco. You can't go out there in the planting season, plant your own seedling. No, you don't get to do that. It doesn't work that way. Same way in gold, right? Uh, I have big watch gold rush now for I don't know how many years, eight, nine plus years. There's this, you can't go like anywhere and find gold. You got to go buy somebody. You go check different claims. If you want to dig for gold, you're going to have to buy a claim pay them a royalty and if they accept the way you are bringing the gold out of the ground and you are doing what they think you should be doing you're going to have a claim and it's going to be a relationship and it's an you can find similarities in a lot of what we do same way in bourbon cigars tobacco whatever it's just crazy how it all correlates together and it all ties back to just a few just there's that handful yeah. that's got it. Yeah. It's right. that simple. All right, guys. So we're going to do this. We're going to wrap the podcast up. Um, and then we are going to set up for our After Hours Patreon show. If you guys aren't on the Patreon yet, that's where you get all the uh, exclusive videos, the the swag stickers, the shit that the Cowboy's building up with his artistic side that we're going to start giving people. Um, all that jazz. Uh, Patreon.com slash Craft is $3 a month. It's less than your gas. Um, and all that does, that's going to help us purchase some of these bottles like you're going to see in the after hour show tonight. Um, some of these cigars like that have been smoked tonight. We're going to try and start using this money to pick these things up so we have them. Um, so check it out. If you want, if you don't, hey, it's one month, $3. Um, you know, your bread costs more. Yeah, right on, man. So, and thanks for everybody hanging on with us. And hopefully you guys enjoyed our podcast from Key West. You guys remember, man, we had a lot of fun. It was our vacation. Hey, we wanted to get our year. podcast in. We're coming up on our first year. One year of Craft Imperial, man. And then everybody remember, I don't like to talk a lot about it, but, man, we had big hopes and a lot of things we wanted to do this year. And hopefully 2021, uh, we're rounding the corner on the Corona gig, but we've stuck with you guys and you've stuck with us. We appreciate it. Hopefully enjoyed everything in Key West. And uh, we appreciate you hanging on with us. Right. And before these guys sign out, I just got to ask a question. You know, we've got the baddest locker sponsor in the world, right? We really do. Where's the best place to get a cigar, <clears throat> grab a drink, probably the best whiskey available at the best price on a bar, 
throw your elbow out playing some golden tea, sit down, meet some new people. What's that place? Lit. Ah, oh, shit. There it is. Lit Cigar Lounge. That's Brian our Dana, sponsor. I love you. Appreciate it from the Bourbon Cowboy. I'm out on my side. Take it away, Viking. Hey, Lit Cigar Lounge, man. You guys check it out. It's uh, We don't really have to say much about it. Just uh, fucking trust us. If you don't listen to anything else we say, you come to St. Louis, go to Lit. Hands down. The Viking, I'm out. These guys are going to take us home. Hey, but yeah, seriously, thank you, thank you guys for coming. I know we were talking about the big, big companies that put out a lot of the bourbon. Um, you know, <laughs> Buffalo Trace might be a big one that we may or may not talk about here soon. So hey, turn into the Patreon. You might find out exactly what we're talking about. But yeah, for sure. And especially on another note with uh, Lit, especially check out right now. Go on their Instagram, Lit Cigar Lounge STL. Um, there's it's it's great they post all their great stuff when they get the new drops in there and right now for a very 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 good cause it's for Henry they it's for Henry it's right for Henry. our, our yeah. featured man of the hour this evening or a couple hours this evening um, a good good a bit good cause benefiting him um, a, a raffle on some absolutely hard to find very well worth it bottles um, I believe it's 20 bucks a person. You buy as many as you want, and all every penny, every single penny, not a portion of every single penny, goes to his family. So your $20 ticket, uh, if you win, in order of winner's pick, you get free selection. The bottles offered are a Weller Antique 107, Weller Special Reserve, Blood Oath Pack 6, Rock Hill Farms, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, uh, Larceny Barrel Proof and Will It Rye, and this um, goes until the end of the month, almost. Yeah. So right and before this, Christmas, this, I believe, this goes That's right. Um, right to. Oh, maybe this isn't for Henry. I'm sorry. This is a breast cancer thing. Um, it's going to go right towards all of that money is going to go towards that family if you grab that. Tip. But either way, it, it, it's towards the same concept, right? Somebody who's battling that that big C word that we never ever ever want to hear. Um, yeah, so go out there. I mean, if you honestly throw some money at it, even if you don't win, it's going to do good place. This is the Squirming German. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate um, everybody here. Bam. Off the Russian. And this, did we this, figure this, out your name yet, uh, Mrs. Russian? Are we French? Wrap it up, so, 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 so much that you risky. No, just call me Mo. Mo. Uh, Mo. All right, send Mo it home, Ross. Mo cigars, Mo whiskey. Uh, yeah, I want some Mo, Mo money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just always a pleasure to join you, boys. Well, thanks, Mom. That is great. Russian, take us out of here, brother. <clears throat> <laughs> Look at that, everyone. The... Now I can't think of it. I bought a burger. It doesn't so. even matter if he had said anything. We wouldn't have known anyway. So <laughs> just send it home, Chief. Let's go. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all all, all the support for Craft Impero. This this is so much fun, and I, I, I'm really grateful to be a part of this. Right. Appreciate it, bro. Giddy up. We'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>